Welcome everyone to the Pirate People Podcast, a podcast for and about different people connected to North Central Missouri College and the Pirates. I'm your host, Rick Cole of Pirates Digital Media. The captain of the Pirates schooner, President Lenny Claver, is with us as we start the 2023-24 school year. Lots of things to talk about as there are numerous changes at North Central Missouri College and all of them are good. We'll visit with Dr. Claver in just a minute. First, a couple of notes on one of my favorite causes, Pirates Digital Media. We will be featuring more live campus events this year like we did last week with our Athletic Media Day live from the Ketchum Center. In the past, we've done live broadcasts from our Veterans Day program, Legislative Forum, and from both graduations, but we'd like to have a few more of those live campus broadcasts this year. Have an idea of what you would like to see? Contact me, Rick Cole, at North Central Missouri College. Next, we'll be online televising fall scrimmages for softball and baseball this season, as well as women's and men's basketball and spring softball and baseball. While some of our broadcasts will be so-called bonus broadcasts without multiple cameras and commentary, we also plan to bring you selected live video road contests for the Pirates. Check our schedule at www.piratesdigitalmedia.com for those events as they're announced. And finally, we're looking to add new crew members to our broadcast. We're looking for students who are interested. And if you are interested, please contact me. Those that are selected will become paid contributors in various roles of our broadcast team. So if you have a never-filled desire to find out what broadcasting is all about, look me up. We'll have a conversation about Pirates Digital Media. Right now, time for the Pirate People podcast with President Lenny Claver as we begin the 2023-24 school year. With Dr. Lenny Claver, North Central Missouri College President. Hello, sir. Hey, Rick. How are you doing today? I'm well, and you? <laughs> I've never been better. Okay, good. It's Might a- have to make a statue if I was any better. <laughs> But I'd have to die first, and we don't want that yeah, to happen for yeah, a few like, years. Anyway. I, I don't want like a, a stadium named after me as the memorial. No, Rick Cole or, or stadium he's like a, yeah. outside holding a bat, you know, yeah, yeah. bronze. No, yeah, not ready like for that, that yet. <laughs> uh, new school year brings new challenges, but also new opportunities. What's mm-hmm. uh, what's on your plate this time of year? Oh my gosh! With the opening of the Savannah campus for classes, uh, the full campus, the the groundbreaking, or not the groundbreaking, the ribbon cutting ceremony we had there in the open house. That kept us busy and just all of the things that go with opening a new campus with working out the little bugs and such. And then of course here on campus and um, we're looking at a uptick in enrollment as we thought of about 8% this year. That's fantastic. Very good, it's great. And um, gosh, planning for the student center, um, the demolition we've had on campus cleared a lot of area, uh, opened up some new parking. just a lot going on yeah. and everything that goes along with the beginning of the year from being bombarded by vendors on your email to calls of uh, things that just are a little bit out of the ordinary yeah. once in a while, which is a typical thing to start the year, but everything's going well. I want to break all those things down. We'll talk about them each a little bit. Uh, a thought rolled across my mind. I asked a new principal at the high school level one time what was the biggest difference between him being the assistant principal and then moving into the head chair. And he said, it's the amount of emails I get. Are emails just, uh, are they just voluminous for you? Oh, they, they, they are. You know, you get so many from vendors. You get so many from people wanting to sell their services to 
you know, the little tiny things about, you know, I, I, I want a new chair. You know, well, sure, that, that's great. Contact your supervisor, run it <laughs> through the budget, and we'll get you a new chair. Okay. But, um, yeah, everybody, uh, uh, you know, thinks that they're going to go right to the top and get the answer. And a lot of times I have to send them back down the chain to talk with a yep. department head or a supervisor or a dean uh, or another vice president that's in their area and, and let it proceed the way uh, it's supposed to go in terms of protocol. Right. Savannah Campus, brand new building, very impressive. I guess the building itself isn't brand new. We'll talk about that no, in a second. Most of it is. Uh, but uh, it's it's kind of the uh, uh, combining of a lot of different locations into one central one, correct? Right. We had uh, uh, practical nursing program in Bethany, which is running yet this semester in Bethany because of the cohort starts in January. We had a full-blown nursing program, both RN and LPN in Maryville. We had classes at the um, country club campus. So our strategy was instead of just leasing facilities and paying out 60 or $70,000 a year, uh, we would either buy something or build our own or do a combination thereof. And what we did is we started out by buying the uh, McCarty Motors uh, building in Savannah, looking to convert that into industrial technology, industrial maintenance, uh, ag mechanics. And then, of course, uh, COVID came along and that opened up some funding uh, from the federal government through the state government. And, and by virtue of that, we received uh, $7 million toward the construction of a new part of the facility over there. So we combined those efforts and put the architect to work. And you wouldn't know there was an old building there. I was previously. just going to say that it has an all-new front on it. Uh, it's it's a beautiful campus, but we have state-of-the-art nursing uh, education facilities with a full simulation lab. Same thing with uh, radiology tech and surgical tech, uh, digital sonography, which is the fancy name for ultrasound and imaging. Okay. Uh, we also have uh, you know science labs there. We have general classrooms. And in the part that we remodeled before the new part, we have our robotics and industrial maintenance, industrial tech, uh, the ag mechanics with the Kubota program that we have. Uh, it's a beautiful facility, and it's, uh, it's been, it has the wow factor to it because of all the equipment in it uh, is state-of-the-art, um, in some cases better than some hospitals have. And uh, that's the experience we want our students to have. And also it's very... Uh, um, aesthetically pleasing both the outside and the inside of the building from the the uh, student commons area to the way it looks uh, as you drive by in the road yeah yeah it's uh, garnered a lot of attention for North Central but I was really impressed with the number of people that actually showed up on a ribbon cutting day you had a big crowd oh my gosh we stopped counting at 350 and there were a lot of community people students that were going to start there, parents uh, Officials from Missouri Western, Northwest Missouri, Central Methodist, uh, my friend Mike Poor, who is the um, CEO of Mosaic Health, uh, was there uh, because of our relationship we have with them and uh, nursing and uh, other allied health areas. So we, we had some uh, you know, dignitaries there as well as uh, politicians and elected officials and uh, but everywhere from grandma and grandpa wanting to see where they're uh, grandchild was going to go to school to the curiosity factor of somebody wondering just what this monstrosity was going to look like on the inside once we got it done. Yeah, Take a, uh, a moment here if you would. Tell us about some of the people behind the scenes that, that made it come to life. Oh my gosh, there's so many people, but in particular, um, Jason Helton, uh, 
Jason has done a great deal with the logistics, the assembly of equipment. Jason is our customized training and uh, uh, director of corporate and business relations in terms of contracts and services. Uh, Alicia Endicott uh, with the fundraising aspect along with uh, as our development officer along with my aspect of fundraising. Uh, the new campus director and dean Sue Nichols, Seth Duvall in terms of IT, Jeffrey Greider in terms of uh, facilities and maintenance and then all the faculty and staff over there who really had a scramble to get their offices set up, classrooms ready uh, once the punch list was done in a matter of about two weeks uh, that was accomplished. Uh, of course, uh, you know, so many people from the city of Savannah uh, and Andrew County had a lot to do with uh, uh, promotion of the idea. Also those uh, who have been sponsors and donors to the facility and the college uh, from scholarships to the building itself. Uh, it was just really a, a big effort by a lot of people. You, this is something that you can't done with a lot of without a lot of hands in the process. Why Savannah? Uh, location. Uh, we weren't serving the western region of our 17 county service area very well and we recently just about a little over a year ago uh, Buchanan County came into our service region so we were way past in the planning stage to do something in St. Joseph and Andrew County just north of there in fact the Savannah campus is about 10 miles from St. Joseph still a good location but all the way up uh, Interstate 29 uh, and south south of St. Joseph even and to the east over toward um, uh, Albany, King City, this, this, the small towns and up to Mount City and Rockport. Uh, it's an easy commute uh, down the interstate or major highway of about a half hour. So that's sort of how we set our commute uh, estimations here in Trenton. A half hour to 45 minutes. Some people from Brookfield drive about 45 minutes to an hour. But uh, Cameron, uh, you know, uh, about the same. Uh, Chillicothe, 20, 25 minutes. Milan, about a half hour. So um, we, we do have residence halls on campus for those who, who uh, uh, want to stay on campus. But it's, as a typical community college, we have a lot of commuters from uh, regular matriculating students to adult students. Is this by any chance, thinking long term, the start of multiple extra campuses or, you know, North Central Savannah, North Central Albany, whatever? No, not really. A one, the, the only one addition we would probably have would be potentially Chillicothe. And we're looking to Chillicothe for that sort of the, that, the geographic area we're not serving as well to the southeast as opposed to the northwest. So. Uh, you know, Chillicothe is a, a very easy commute up to campus here in Trenton, but if you go south all the way to Carrollton and over to uh, Brookfield and Marceline up in, uh, a little bit farther north there, it's, it's a, it would be a better commute for those people to go to Chillicothe. So we're looking at Chillicothe as a, a center on a lesser scale than Savannah, definitely. But uh, to have some programs there that, that won't uh, duplicate programs we have here, that would complement some of the programs at Grand River Tech School uh, and just maybe a few new things that would attract adult students in that area maybe who have some college and haven't completed a degree. How about this enrollment increase? Uh, eight plus percent? That's yeah. pretty impressive. Well that, that's that's good. I think community colleges, uh, we, we've always had a, a decent increase in enrollment here. COVID affected it a little bit but um, 
I, I think it's, and I do think COVID has had a positive effect since COVID in the fact that students uh, and their parents like them to stay a little bit closer to home rather than go away to the big university and end up back here the semester. But uh, we, I think it's a combination of uh, adding and adjusting programs. Uh, in my seven previous years, we have either added or uh, developed new aspects to 21 majors and certificate programs. Wow. There's also the aspect that we continue to improve our facilities. Savannah's a great example of that, but also here on campus with two new residence halls, you know, even from the renovation of the gym floor in, uh, and the, the bleachers in the Ketchum Center uh, to our plans for the Student Center and uh, some additional plans out of the Barton Farm Campus for another building. We're, we're not sitting on our hands. We're, we're staying very aggressive because enrollment is our lifeblood and to compete uh, with some of the other colleges and universities. It's important for us to remain affordable and have some of the aspects that, that they wouldn't have. But affordability is always going to be our driver. And uh, you know, access, affordability, and, and just the fact that we have a quality education here. Right. You, uh, the other things you've mentioned I want to touch on now a little bit. First of all, there's a big void in the middle of campus going down Main Street where some, some buildings have been renovated, not renovated, they've been raised. Uh, and that's part of the plan for the student center, right? Yes, we, we uh, demolished the, the former Barnes and Freeman Halls, the bookstore, uh, on sort of the northern part of the campus. And then you also, uh, we had purchased some uh, properties north of that. Uh, an old church and an old building that we had torn down that's now a parking lot uh, where the bookstore and other two halls were there's probably going to be an open uh, green area on campus we have some plans for a pavilion and some maybe even outdoor uh, amphithe small amphitheater band shell there and then moving south uh, if, if you go across from uh, Alexander Hall uh, that block is where the new student center is going to go. It's about an $11 million building that's going to have a lot of amenities, including uh, the, the bookstore, campus shop, uh, dining hall, and, and cafeteria services, and then the, uh, student commons. Um, it will be a beautiful facility. If it's anything near Savannah, it would be great. And then south from there, we'll, we've torn down three buildings with, I think there was a vacant spot where there was a building between two of them. And uh, those have been torn down and made into an additional parking lot. That will be the staging area for the construction of the student center. Um, we've also done some renovation in terms of the uh, cement and uh, uh, landscaping in front of Al uh, Alexander Hall. Uh, there's just been a lot going on. So we, 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 we've, we've torn down things to make progress. It's sort of like the, uh, I remember, I grew up on a farm. My dad always brought out the 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 guy that dealt with the wells the, okay. the, the uh, wells uh, and pumps and all that and their slogan was we go in the hole to get rich <laughs> and uh, uh, I think my family I think we go, we go in the hole to make money <laughs> we tear things down to make progress sort of the same analogy yeah, yeah uh, but yeah. anyway um, yeah it's it's an exciting time and you know there'll be another you know year and a half or so of 
of change and construction on this campus has it's really evolved into something special. Yeah, all those physical things are, are very noticeable. How about some of the things that aren't so noticeable just by walking down the street? I mean, faculty, uh, courses, that sort of thing. What's what's new in that? Well, area? we've you know we we've moved the uh, smaller uh, radiology tech and surgical tech programs that were at Hilliard in St. Joseph up to there. Our nursing program is always full, but we've had uh, we've had uh, we've hired several new uh, instructors. Uh, instructors for the new programs. We, we are, our faculty and staff have grown accordingly to our enrollment and our needs to provide uh, education and educational services. So there are new faces uh, around us and uh, there's a lot of enthusiasm. I think it's uh, uh, well noted this is a pretty good place to work. So um, we, we have uh, new faces that uh, unless you knew them you may not notice them. Uh, we also have are doing some things with uh, everything from new customer relationship management software program uh, for admissions uh, to some new programming and student services um, uh, recruiting us some new areas that are uh, in uh, Buchanan County that we had hadn't uh, done as at greater length in the past uh, we have uh, you know having athletics is exciting for us uh, we have uh, men's and women's basketball, baseball, softball, men's and women's golf. We have the dance team, we have the shooting club, we have the livestock judging club. So there's a lot of things for students in various areas that either want to continue in an extracurricular activity or a, a, a co-curricular activity like livestock judging. So um, a lot of people in this, uh, go to college in a small town and say there's nothing to do. Where yeah. there, this, That isn't the case here. There's a lot to do if you look. Yeah. Uh, and student activities, there's, we have a fir the first four weeks of school fully planned with activities. You'll see signs around campus and uh, continual uh, email reminders of what's going on in that for that particular day or week. Uh, it's, just, it's just a good time to be at NCMC. Right. right. Dr. Lenny Claver is with us here on the Pirate People podcast. The, uh, uh, you mentioned athletics, and I think that's uh, sometimes a, a point of debate how valuable athletics can be to colleges. Some presidents uh, don't uh, stand behind athletics. Some do. You happen to be one that mm -hmm. does. And, and what does that mean to a school? Well, what it means for us is enrollment and opportunity for students. Uh, you know, a lot of students uh, want to continue uh, playing sports or being involved in an in activity like I mentioned a bit ago but uh, it's to provide that opportunity and it's not for everybody it's for those who, who want to or those who are good enough to be recruited and get a scholarship but my background has been in academics and athletics so uh, I found a lot of value not only as a student athlete in baseball and basketball in college but also as a coach and athletic director and uh, continuing now I'm on the President's Council of the NJCAA and uh, it's just there's so much opportunity that that might be for those who otherwise wouldn't go to college or wouldn't go for a, as distinct a purpose as they go but uh, we always want to emphasize that in student-athlete the student is always first and that we have several of our teams get very good grades and uh, uh, it's, it's just an important part of a small campus's enrollment um, we have reasonable squad sizes we're not like some of the private colleges who have you know, 40 members of a golf team where you can only play five, or uh, having a, a, a JV to the JV team uh, and a club sport, uh, some of the schools I've seen in the past do. We, we remain competitive 
uh, and it's in some cases on a national level. Right. And I think you would agree with me that it's not just the, the teams, the golf, basketball, baseball, softball, but Dance Wave uh, yeah. kind of counts inside of that. You mentioned uh, uh, our shooting club, also uh, eSports. Yeah, eSports, my gosh, I forgot about eSports. That's a new area really over the last three years or so, and this uh, attracts students that are generally interested in computer science or uh, cybersecurity or one of those areas. Uh, but uh, you know the the gaming with esports is as competitive as anything you'll find on a football or basketball absolutely uh, football field or basketball court baseball field softball field uh, but it's it's uh, another opportunity also livestock judging for the right. ag students and it's, uh, it's very important I know that uh, we have about a dozen students in that that take it very seriously mm -hmm. uh, who are in the livestock mainly the livestock management or the crop management programs but um, yeah, there, there are things to do here that otherwise it wouldn't be as attractive to come here for a student. Right, right. Um, what about the rumor about having a varsity pickleball team? Is that uh, Well, that is strictly that? rumor. I think that could either be promulgated by our former mayor, uh, who is a big pickleball fan, uh, and or, or even our basketball coach, uh, Jeremy uh, Esri, or um, uh, one of the coaches who spends some time playing pickleball in the offseason. But... Uh, yeah, pickleball is a great sport. We have pickleball courts on yes. our tennis courts right now, and uh, it seems to be a very popular uh, um, uh, sporting opportunity. Right, right. What about fine arts? We uh, Are we looking at a fine arts program, uh, uh, music, uh, drama, like that? Or is yes, that, uh, something yes. In the future? It, it was sort of first things first with the academic buildings and the student center, but yeah, I definitely haven't. It's been our strategic plan for a few years now and we hope to develop uh, programs in music and drama um, and decide you know where we would house some of those activities and uh, we do have a beautiful theater in the in the Grundy County Library right next to campus up on the fourth floor I believe it is and uh, we also are going to once the bookstore vacates the former US Bank building we have a uh, area there that would make a great black box theater so, um, and also if we build more residence halls, maybe repurposing one of the uh, older residence halls into a you know, music practice space or offices, whatever it might be. But there's, there's definitely plans and there's definitely an interest. And uh, what fine arts do for a small community like Trenton is tremendous. I mean, probably even more so than what, it, what athletics does. But um, you've got a lot of buzz on campus about wanting those activities and we definitely have them in the plans. But again, it's kind of first things first. We're, sure. Always taking care of the academic house first and then the student services aspect second. Neither of us uh, are really spring chickens. And as you go toward uh, your, your last few years before retirement, what are some of your long-range things that, I mean, in just a very general sense that you'd like to accomplish? Well, I'm glad you added before retirement after my last <laughs> few years because you never know. You never know. Uh, but, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a... I could retire now, uh, but I don't want to. Right. I want to see these projects come to fruition, and the, the, the Board of Trustees uh, must think that I'm doing a good enough job is that after seven years, they offered me a new five-year contract. So uh, uh, I want to continue. Um, I like what I'm doing. Uh, I want to see this progress through, and then maybe even my last year working, not my last year <laughs> in general, my last year working, would be to enjoy it a little bit. Uh, you know, we worked awfully hard in terms of planning and fundraising, hiring the right people, starting new programs like digital media mm -hmm. that have become resoundingly successful. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just I'm, I'm still as energized as I 
would be, uh, uh, you know, seven years ago or 15 years ago, wherever I was at that time, which was in Wisconsin, I believe. Um, but I'm just doing it with uh, more miles on the vehicle. Yeah. What is the thing that maybe people would not know about your position that, that you would maybe like them to know about your responsibilities or the day-to-day -day process or uh, just, the, uh, just the duties you, you have? Well, you know, I, I've uh, you know I've thought about that before, and you know, a, a lot of us that I'm involved in a lot of uh, community organizations and various boards, but I kind of equate it to the fact that well, you know, I'm running about a 15 million dollar business with 140 some full time employees, uh, with some large facilities, uh, and there's a lot to do with everything from the day to day operations to making decisions about budget fundraising so it's a job has multiple responsibilities and uh, even though we're in academics and you know academics doesn't always run like a business but there are business aspects of academic administration and and being a president that are uh, much akin to being the CEO for a, a mid-sized company. Right. Do you model yourself under uh, after rather any CEO or something or, or take something from somebody that's out there? No, I would say I'm a Heinz 57 when it comes to that, is that I have uh, um, observed people and worked for people who have been very good at what they do. In particular, I would mention too, Don Mash, who was the president at Wayne State and then the senior executive VP for the University of Wisconsin system, and I've known Don for years. He's a great president, great administrator, always very calm and cool and collected. And uh, Jack Keating, who was my boss at UW-Parkside for 10 years, um, and, and Jack was a, a person who had good vision and he was, uh, he was affable and he was uh, easy to get along with and yet challenged you to do your best. And then I've worked for some other uh, you know, administrators and observed others who, who don't do things quite as well. So I think you learn a lot about what not to do as much as you learn about what to do. And I can even take some of the examples of what I learned not to do and apply them to here as what to do um, and in terms of you know you mentioned we've been uh, successful in enrollment growth also in fundraising and they're very much the same as you may have a large goal for a number of students or a dollar amount that you want to raise for a campaign or a project but you do it one person at a time whether that's one donor at a time or one student at a time or one student and their parents at a time and one thing I did learn from uh, a person I worked for in Michigan is that uh, in order to get that done, when that person, uh, donor, student, parent, whatever you talk to, they need to feel like they're the most important person in the room. And uh, you need to give them to uncommon attention. And you need to do it for all the right reasons. And uh, you're not going to convince everybody to give money or everybody to go to school, but you want to provide them uh, with the outlook of opportunity and know that uh, if they do choose North Central Missouri College, uh, they're welcome and they're, we're, we're grateful for whatever they're doing in, in terms of affiliation with us. Thanks for joining us today on the Pirates People Podcast, a celebration of the different people connected to North Central Missouri College. And thanks today to Dr. Lenny Claver, the president of North Central. I am Rick Cole of Pirates Digital Media. Look for other Pirate People podcasts coming soon. And until then, we say goodbye and go Pirates!